Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is a man behind the Twitter Wrestling's Voice of Reason, Scott, as well as the third man, the man many numbers, the artistic aviator, John the Statman. Also joining us is our Ship It Studios contributor, Mr. Zach, and also joining us, who's my co-host of ATR, Rising Sun, is Ethan. We're coming from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios premier wrestling podcast covering all things AWWE worldwide. Coming to talk about East Coast Excursion, guys, Night of Champions, NXT Battleground, and Double or Nothing. Come and gone. Not all of us watched everything, but let me let me get a feel. How did how did we enjoy this weekend? Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, NXT Battleground Live was definitely an experience. It was a little too warm for my comfort, but it is what it is. It's what happens when the pay per views on a you know eighty plus three day. So oh well. <laughs> It was a good weekend of wrestling, and I love that it happened Memorial Day weekend, so I didn't watch everything as it happened, but having that extra day off on Monday, I was able to catch up on what I couldn't watch, so I was able to watch everything, and overall, it was three good shows. Yeah, I agree with Zach there. I had to watch Double or Nothing on Monday, but honestly, I think Battleground was a little bit better than Double or Nothing. That's my hot take. In my camp, I know at least one of the companies had a decent show, but one of them I I did not watch, but we'll get into that. But overall, I mean, it was okay. It was an okay weekend. It was all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to stem away from, from, that, from that comment, but yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all right. As we know, for the Super Studios Championship Season 3, three points were on the line. We're going to get to those details after we talk through everything. Um, seeing as I was the one focusing on AEW, uh, Double or Nothing, Sunday night, I'm going to let Scott take the lead here on the first two shows, talking about Night of Champions uh, and Battleground. All right. So Saturday afternoon, or the afternoon of Champions, because it wasn't nighttime in the U.S., but hey, it is what it is. Um, I was a big fan of the show. Uh, I, I think that this might have actually been their best Saudi show. Uh, I believe viewership. I saw something earlier today. I think they were like 18% higher than uh, was it Crown, Crown, Jewel? Crown yeah, Jewel 2022. Uh, so the more, more, obviously, the most people watched it. So that's it's good. Um, really, honestly, looking down this card, not really a bad match. I know we had one one squash match, which I was a, a tad bit surprised about, but I think that had to do with people running long before that, but which is fine. Uh, so we kicked off the night for the new world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Fantastic match between these two. Seth Rollins becoming your new world heavyweight champion. So I think we'll kick it off. Um, Zach, what do you think of this match? I think it was as expected. You expect these two guys to put on a great show. They did. Seth um, was the right call to win it, I think. Um, and he'll carry that title well. And then, um, yeah, so I think it was the right decision. It was, it was just really good match when, when uh, they had put on a long match. It was a good way to start this show. Yeah. It's always nice when you have two fantastic wrestlers, workers, whatever the hell you want to call them, um, come out and, and set the pace. And yeah, I agree with you. This I thought this match was was really, really good. Um, 
Our second match of the night was a bit of a su- surprise, at least for how this ended. Uh, it was Trish Stratus taking on Becky Lynch, getting the victory thanks to Zoe Stark, a new protege, uh, someone else to say thank you, Trish. And I, I actually, I feel like you, Mr. Zach, because I didn't go with my girl. I went against the grain and it cost me dearly. And, it and does I, not. I know. That's what I get. I'm, 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 <laughs> so, but even speaking of mentioning, uh, saying something, what did you think of this one? Well, you, you always got to go with your girl. I know. I know. I, actually, I can't talk either because I didn't go with a fellow Canadian. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do we always perfect. say, Ethan? You Canadians got to stick together. Wow. Hey, hey I got polite. I, yes, I love are. this. <laughs> I love this version of Trish, though. Yes. Seem it feels kind of different, you know, a, a legend coming back and not just coming back and collecting their flowers. She's doing something a little different. She's going a little heel when she could just be that baby face everybody Trish Stratus that everybody loves, the goat. But she's adding to her legendary resume. And I was a little surprised she won, but it was it was awesome. It's great stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was real happy with that. Go ahead, Ethan. I wasn't expecting the Zoe Stark one, but I, I think she needs it because I know the last few weeks, like every time she come out, the crowd she's like dead. They're just like, oh, who's she? I think yeah, she, I think she gets a rub for Trish, but I wasn't expecting that. And also, she, I think Becky will get revenge because it looked like she broke her nose off the th- said three sixty. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Like when 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 Zoe hit her finisher, it looks like he hit her in the chest. So. I was like, why is Becky bleeding from the nose? Like, it didn't lost, look like he hit her in the face. I lost a knee brace, Carter. I mean, oh, that's that's true. That's true. I just forgot Zoe does wear those knee braces. Yeah, but that was cool, though, because, like, I seen Trish go in the ring like, what the hell is she doing? And then Becky throws her in, and Zoe's like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, that was I, cool. I, I wish I thought that on our previous show, but, I mean, hey, but the feud's not over. No, yeah, definitely not. That'll definitely go into... Money in the Bank, which we'll talk about when it rolls around come July 1st. Candidate, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so our third match of the night, uh, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed more than I thought I would, uh, was Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship against Mustafa Ali. Of course, Ali, the big home hometown or home country boy. So big pop for him. Um, I'll ask. Hmm. John. What do you think about this one? Ah, uh, yes, good old Muhammad Ali <laughs> versus Gunther here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this match was decent. Obviously, Mustafa Ali was the, like you said, the the countryman here in a in a sense. Uh, yeah, they they did pretty well. Um, we we kind of knew right off the top of our heads, like, like, all right, Mustafa Ali is not coming out the champion in this one but he's gonna he's gonna give everything he's got there was one spot that they had where like ali like kind of i think he power bombed yeah gunther at one point and and that was that was a decent spot because you're like because gunther's not a small guy like there was a there was a size difference between these two uh but overall yeah not a bad match um they did a good job telling like an underdog story with Ali, which I think was always kind of the intention. Uh, Gunther's going to hold on to this a while, uh, but overall not a bad match. Yeah, from what I saw, I believe he is, as of this recording, 100 days away from 
topping Honky Tonk Man's longest record. He only has mm-hmm. Macho Man to top next, and then it's just it's Honky Tonk the whole way. So we are like uh, he's getting past that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was September. I think we talked about when, September. When he, yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty easy. I don't see him losing it at Money in the Bank. So <laughs> I think he's got a pretty straight shot going forward. Maybe they'll give him something difficult at um, SummerSlam, but. Who knows? I th- I'm pretty sure he's that. That's pretty safe to to have to have that be his record. Bronson Reed, maybe. I mean, that would be a fun match, but we'll see. We'll see. trips. <laughs> so our our fourth match uh, was for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, you know, could you know, contested by two SmackDown superstars. <laughs> because, oh God! Yeah, you know, that's just how this works. Oscar uh, defeating Bianca Belair to end her record reign. Uh, to become the new Raw Women's Champion. I, I loved actually how Asuka pulled this off, uh, using the mist, putting it on her fingers, and then rubbing it in Bianca's Bianca's eyes. I thought that was very unique. Uh, and, and definitely a new way to use the mist. You know where she got that from, Scott? Who'd she get that? I can only imagine. Great Muda. Yeah. Great Muda, yeah. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. There, there's your Japanese fact for the day. Something right? in that mist. Something in that mist, though, because everyone who she works with gets pregnant. Congrats to Alexa Bliss. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is that's a very good point. Yes, the funny isn't, part is so saying that wrong. Isn't Bianca dating one of the the street sweepers? The street sweepers, <laughs> Montez Ford, Montez Ford yeah. of the Street Profits. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wesley sweepers. All yeah. I can think of now is like Mary Poppins with the. <laughs> Pez could pull that off, actually. Yeah, he probably could. He probably could. Uh, so the next match after that was the squash match. Uh, Rhea Ripley absolutely destroying Natalia on her birthday, by that matter. Uh, the match was a minute and ten seconds. You're welcome. It was yeah. It was it was ridiculous. I did not expect that. Uh, I did. Huh? I did. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. It's Natalia. Yeah. We all what know what happened was like I like after the. Bianca Blair, Oscar, like quickly, like once it ended, I was like, all right, I'll go take a shower. I got some time between the entrances. And, you know, maybe yeah. when I come back, when I come back, I'll see the match still going on. I come back. It's already, <laughs> it's already the beginning of the fault, the, the match after this. And I was like, oh, that like Lesnar and Rhodes. So I'm like, oh, this must have been a squash. And yep. on, Na- on, a, on Natalia's birthday. Yep. Yep. They did. They, I will admit they did. They did did her dirty on that, but I, I you knew it was happening because Dominic's like, "You're not winning." Rhea's like, "All right, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the same thing happened to me when I was I was rewatching this, or I was watching it for the first time on replay on Monday, and you know, so trying to skip forward past the commercials and the stuff in between, and I think I skipped past the entire match because it was like the length of a commercial. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. So our second to last match of the night, Brock Lesnar taking on the one-armed man himself, Cody Rhodes. Triple main event, baby. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. The the uh, the second of three main events for the first <laughs> the first match. Um, but yeah, Lesnar wins via technical submission because Cody passed out, didn't tap out. He made that abundantly clear on Raw the following night. Um, but Ethan, what did you think of this one? A lot better in their backlash match. Yeah, I agree but with I, you on that one. I like how um though they're like tight they kept talking about the titanium cast. I'm like, what is he Lex Luger now or something? I was thinking of that. I was thinking of Bob Orton when Bob Orton used oh, to Oh Bob use Orton, yeah, I guess back in yeah. the day too. I was just mm. like, all right, this is great. 
Um, it's also it kind of vaguely rem- reminded me of Dilo Brown when he had the the, the um, protector. Vest. Yeah. yeah. So you know, anything to to get an advantage, it works. It works. But I did like I liked it way better in the backlash, but I mean, I liked how Cody was like hitting him in the head with it, and then yeah. a, a friend of mine texted me, he's like, "Should that be a DQ?" I'm like, "No, fuck it, let them fight." <laughs> I know. I actually thought about that myself, and then uh, they were saying, "Oh, he remind he remembers he could use the cast." I'm like, "Wait a minute." Okay, fine, whatever. Well, they were saying like the cast was like wrapped in titanium or something. Or yeah, something. exactly. I'm like, I'm like, no, they kept, it's not. that was half the match. Michael's like, "It's titanium cast." I'm like, Cole, we fucking get it. Shout out, man. <laughs> Must if, be an expensive cast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like they the way they the how much they emphasized that it was titanium meant that it was not. It got a, it was pretty <laughs> annoying to be honest. With you. After like the fifth time, like Michael, yeah. you got way better since Vince on your ear, but shut the fuck up about the titanium. <laughs> I, I Brock... think that Brock makes them do stuff like that. Like, yo, you got to make sure that it's believable that this little man can could hurt me in some way. So it has yeah. to be that the cast yeah. is made of adamantium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like how he had on the Kamara lock, and then Cody's like, he just passes down the ref's like, okay, ring the bell. It's over. Yep, we're done. We're done here. We're Rhodes done. wearing right. the cast made of vibranium all the way from <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> Actually, due to copyright purposes, we have to call it McManite. Yes, McManite. Yeah, could do that too. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So Vince would create his own element. I don't, yeah, that's true. He would. He actually, yep. yeah. He the absolutely. element of bad booking. Womp, womp. That's some good shit, pal. <laughs> what? <laughs> so our main event of this night uh, was for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, taking on the bloodline of uh, Roman Reigns, Sola Sequoia. Obviously, the real main event was what happened during this match. Towards the end, KO and Sammy are victorious. They did pin solo like we all knew would happen. But this is the fun part. You have the Usos that come out of nowhere, which we all either expected them to show up or not be there at all. Take out KO and Sammy. Accidentally double super kick solo. Roman gets involved. Roman starts shoving people out of the way. And then Jimmy hits Roman with that first super kick. And I swear, I thought Saudi was going to explode yeah. because the, the fans just blew up. I was sitting on my couch watching this, and even I almost jumped off my couch. I I had hoped that something would happen, but I didn't expect it to be Jimmy. Um, I thought he would maybe kind of cower. Maybe Jay would step up, but it was the other way around. Uh, and then Jay tries to console Roman. Jimmy's like, nah, I'm your brother. He's not, you know, it's us two. We are the ones, et cetera. He shaked it this a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which he should have. So Jimmy doesn't forget what happened to Jay way back in the beginning of Roman's reign. So, but on like, super, yeah, yeah, I know. Super kicks him again. Roman rolls out of the ring. And then obviously Solo comes in afterwards, gets stunned, and, and that's the end of the match. So uh, this, this new smack, this SmackDown. Is definitely has to be must see for those who still love the the bloodline storyline, which I still think is the best storyline that WWE has done in probably forty to fifty years. It's just it's been great nonstop. I know people are tired of Roman being champion, but it's the uh, it's the things outside of that that have just continued to drive this story along, and it's just it's just continually 
just been good. Like they've had some dips, we've had some some highs, but this is good stuff. I can definitely see Jimmy now trying to go for the title. Obviously, I think Roman will win. Maybe that makes Jay turn on Jimmy. I don't know. There's a whole lot of possibilities, and I'm very excited about it. Um, Sam, I know you said you, you weren't able to catch this one, but did you were you able to see any of the tidbits when it came to Jimmy attacking uh, Roman at the end? A little bit. The only thing that's been going over the internet is just the 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 super kick. Yeah, the kick. Yeah. And when I when I saw that happen, obviously, if there's any storyline that I know what's going on from WWE without watching the product, it's this. You don't even have to. You don't even have to know wrestling exists to know that this storyline is going on. Yep. So, the moment I saw your tweet, because obviously our, we're connected to Twitter, <laughs> I saw your tweet, and then I saw the tweet start getting the the, the traction, and I'm like, yeah. no <laughs> fucking way. I go, we just went full send. Okay. <laughs> yep. And it's interesting, you know. I don't know when they're gonna finally take the belt off of Roman. WrestleMania, but he. But even if they do the slow burn, so now it's Roman against, I guess, Roman and Sokoa solo against the world now. You know. Probably for a little while until Roman decides to to discard solo for probably losing. And who knows? Who knows when that'll be? Yes. I don't know. Like I said, SmackDown's almost must-see now when it it comes to anything Bloodline-related because they're going to celebrate Roman's thousand days of being champion, but... He, you know, he's not a quad champion, and so who knows? I don't know. This would be very, very fun to watch. I liked it. I liked it. I thought the story. Was, I like how when the Usos came out, and then they super kick Sammy, and then they accidentally kick Solo, and then Roman looks up, and he's like, he thinks they act they super kick did it Solo on purpose, too. yeah, because they didn't see them attacking Sammy beforehand, and they pie face him. I was like, uh oh, is Jay finally gonna snap? And then Jimmy's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, right? And did just anyone see Rikishi's tweet? No. So he's like, we might have needed my need to have a talk. Oh. He might shop on Smack. And I'm like, ooh. All right. No. All right. Papa <laughs> wants to have the boys go fall back in line. Yeah, we'll see how this works. My God. Imagine if they super kicked their father. Fuck mm. you, Dad. <laughs> oh. Oh. But have to bring back I'm a bad man theme song for Rikishi after that. That theme was a banger. Come on. I loved it. I loved it. Zach, you look like look like you had something to say about this. Go ahead, let me know. Well, now you got me thinking about stink faces, but um, <laughs> Zach, I do one, love take one. <laughs> yeah, the Usos have been so great through all of this, riding the emotional roller coaster, getting bullied by Roman, and slowly building up the courage to stand up to him, and finally acting out, getting physical, beating him. So, um, yeah, I, I love to. Follow this continuing story. Definitely the best thing I got going. It's it's going to be interesting and fun to see where it goes next. I seen someone on Twitter going like, I kind of wish Roman won the title, him and Solo won the title, so Usos could take him off, Roman and Solo. But yeah. like, no, Owens and Zayn needs to keep him. That's true. I, I do enjoy them as champions. So, and they've already got, you know, it looks like they already have somebody stepping up to them. So that should be. Imperial. That should be fun going for it. Exactly. What a reaction Sammy got though. Holy shit. Yep. Sammy's definitely over. The bloodline definitely that that storyline with them saved his career. Absolutely. I believe that 100 percent Well, that's what a lot of people said on I seen like um they're like if 
Sammy wasn't part of the bloodline, like the bloodline sort of dead like months and months ago. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. He definitely injected life into it. He oh, did, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Making them break character. He got solo a couple of times. I know. That was the best part too, where they have those the, the little backstage segments. It was like, how quickly can Sammy break the bloodline? <laughs> Jay Jay was gone. Jay was oh always God. the first one. <laughs> Man's fighting for his life every single every single time. It was it was so funny. I still laugh when uh he did Usi and Roman and Jay both looked at him and then Roman's like at the turn and then Jay's going like this. That even and broke like, Paul. <laughs> and then Roman's like, turn around, Jay, face the camera. I'm like, oh that was the a secret shoot. handshakes every was, time. Oh yep. Waffle House and Jay's like, ooh, Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a lowdown because I see I didn't watch the show, but I seen the clip and Jay's like, All right, we're talking. We're yeah, talking. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard Waffle House and Sammy's like, Well, I'm going vegan. But uh, I seen on this morning on Twitter that Sammy's wife and kids reaction. And then they're like, I was like, Oh no, not kid videos. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Night of Champions was definitely uh I would personally say, at least from what I've heard, because I actually did not get a chance to watch double or nothing. Um, I think Night of Champions won this weekend. I think it was the best overall show um, out of the three. So yeah, at least that's, see, that's my opinion. I seen um, basically the order I seen was between Nigeria's Battleground and Dumb or Not that was like last. But honestly, overall score, if I had to give, I'd say eight or nine out of ten. I didn't, I, if I had to pick one match to get, i say the opening match, Rollins and Styles. Yeah, that was pretty, yeah, absolutely. From a wrestling standpoint, right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Story wise, main event, and then basically, yeah. basically, watch the whole show, skip the SmackDown title, like John Zack did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so shifting gears over to Sunday, it was the double header, two shows going back to back. Well, actually, not back to back, going against one another. It was NXT's Battleground from Lowell, Massachusetts, and Double or Nothing from Las Vegas, Nevada. So we'll talk about Battleground first, six match card. Uh, I was actually there live. Uh, I do, I do recommend going to seeing these shows. I was talking to Sam about this outside of the podcast, saying that this was the first time I actually feel like I've watched an actual wrestling show since Double or Nothing because we've been so embroiled with everything with above the ring live tweeting and and everything else. So it's just like you miss certain things, but when you're there live, it's it's just a whole nother thing. It's just yeah, it was a lot of fun. So we kicked off the show uh, with another banger. Uh, the triple threat match for the North American Championship uh, was Wesley uh, defending his title and retaining his title against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. I thought each each of these three men had some brilliant spots. Um, it's always fun to see Joe Gacy flying through the ropes <laughs> and, and and doing some suicide dives on people because um, he's a larger gentleman. You don't think he would be doing that too often, but it's it's always fun. Um, but yeah, Wesley retaining, I thought was a even though I picked Tyler Bate to win as the match was going on, I'm like, Wes needs to hold on to this. So I'm glad, I'm glad that he did. That banger. Excellent match. I like the spot where, um, Bate and Gates were going to do their clotheslines. Like Joe's doing the upside down and yeah. Bates and, the, and then Wesley does a double cardiac kick. I'm like, okay, that was a cool spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good spots there. Um, let's see. Our second match was the heritage cup match. Uh, with the uh, British <laughs> rounds rules, um, the crowd I, being there, they they were not really into it. 
Um, I understood the premise of it, but I prefer actual like full length matches, not like with the breaks and everything else. It's like I don't know. It seemed more of a boxing match to me and, bro, and that bro. type of thing. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> bro, is pretty low down the totem pole. I don't want to. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, but Noam Dar defeats Dragon Lee with help from uh Oromensa, who said on NXT he wasn't going to show up. He ends up showing up. And then, of course, we get um, Lash Legend and yeah, her and her tag team partner coming out, attacking Dragon Lee at, at the end. I think it was of the fifth round. Fifth and, round, yeah. And a Jackson. So Jackson was in the ring distracting the ref, and a Legend yes. came from the crowd, which the crowd, I don't know, Scott, did they react at all to her? No. Okay. No. The so crowd didn't hit... react to this match really at all, to be honest. Okay, I was like, because I was like some spots like when Dragon Lee did the Hurricanrana and stuff like they reacted to that. Yeah, and yeah. Nathan and Nora fighting, brawling like, yeah, brawl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I, I was went. Honestly, spoiler, this was my least favorite match of the night. Honestly, yeah. no, I agree, hundred percent. Dragon Lee, but she hit her, and the crowd was just like, eh. Yeah, like, <laughs> whatever. That style is definitely tough for wrestling, having yeah. the breaks and not. Not a lot you could really react to and what was get it, up twenty second break? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, twenty second breaks and only three minutes per the sixth round. So it's like yeah, it's tough to get something going, like like Zach just said. It's just yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, I get the concept, it's cool. Like the Heritage Cup, it's I think it's cool, but honestly, you should yeah. probably do like a like maybe Darren Fraser, maybe do a little preview, quote unquote, I, I guess. Yeah, and then I mean I think if they if they would have put it on NXT television beforehand. First people would have understood the concept more and kind of maybe dove into it and been, you know, more receptive to it at the pay-per-view, but they, they didn't, they just kind of just like, this is what happens. If you didn't watch NXT UK, which most people didn't when it was on at the time. I rarely didn't, unless someone's like, like Walter Nelia or Gunther Nelia, like they're like, good guys, like check this out. Okay. I'll I'll go watch about that. I watched the takeovers, but that was it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I agree with you. I think that was the weakest one of the of the night. Um, the next one, personal favorite of mine. This is the one I was looking forward to the most. Me too. Me the too. last man standing match. Yeah. Ilya Dragunov taking on Dijak. Um, Ilya getting the win. Uh, but this was a brutal match. I loved it so much. Um, the crowd obviously hot for Dijak because Dijak's a local kid. A lot of fun to watch this. Uh, but yeah, I knew Ilya would get the win. I think we all picked Ilya on this one. Um, I think we did, yeah. I think we yeah. also did. Like, it was we, just, yeah. Yeah, like the, me and you, Scott, we're talking about it because we're probably like the only two watches it live, but well, you have to to cover. But anyway, <laughs> but like I was telling you, I was like, I can't, when the first match happened, like, I mean, dumb count sucks, but I mean, it made sense the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I even, I joke, well, I think, I said they're going to have a stipulation. I jokingly said jailhouse, and then you just rolled your eyes. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, that was pretty stupid. But, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, well, I'm standing like, oh, here we go. Let's go. Yep. There was some good stuff. I like uh, he so, broke the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Dijak takes out the table, and he goes to, looks like he gets behind it to, to, to open up the legs. And when he did that, I was like, that seems like a weird way to open up the legs. And all of a sudden, Elia comes out of nowhere and just takes him out. I'm like, Aha. Okay. I see what you're doing now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Big Joseph. I'm Old like, strategy. Yeah. Throwing yourself through a table to get to somebody. 
I like the candlestick. It's Elia. The, the man's insane. <laughs> I like the candlestick spot too in the corner where he's yes. and then he's rub- I think he was bleeding from the chest or something. And then yep. also the from candlestick. the tongue, he like well, after Dijak had broken the t- the kendo stick on him, he used the pieces and rubbed it across Elia's tongue. I was like, ah, stop it. <laughs> I for- tongue for tongue match. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty brutal I- ending too to spike Dijak's head onto a chair for, oh, with the jump for WWE for the company that you know like never any chair shots to the head and anytime someone gets hit in the head you have to say they got hit in the back of the neck not the head so right. yeah pretty like- pretty wild like spiking his head onto a chair yeah I, like- I, I like the fact afterwards like after the match was over you see Dijak's arms up and it's twitching like I'm like this man's selling it I love it yes yeah, I seen that. I like how he came on the ring and he was talking. We didn't. I didn't know if his wife and kid told like the next day on Twitter. He's like, like take the kids home. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, during his entrance, his wife and child were at the uh, were on the um on the edge, and he <laughs> points at them. He's like, "You need to leave. You don't need to see this." I was like, "Oh Christ, tell me, oh God." Paul and Mick Foley from Rumble '99. <laughs> oh my God! What out the chair? Twenty chair shots to the head. <laughs> right, of course, of course. Um, so our fourth match was the tag team championship match. Gallus boys taking on the Creed brothers with Gallus still on top, uh, retaining those titles. Was very happy with that. I was the uh, only one who picked Creed brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Long Island. I'm like, oh, it's the night. And then I was like, damn it, I should have picked Gallus. I should have been safe. I'll break about double or nothing later, but yeah, I should have. Being safe isn't how I became champ, Ethan. I know, I know. Here we go. (laughs) Let me teach you something, son. Yeah. (laughs) Are you you Brick brick Baker, Mark? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. Soon to be (laughs) ex-husband. I would love to be her (laughs) ex-husband. He's like, I would pay the alimony. It's all right. Sounds like it'd be fucking worth it. (laughs) She can have it all. Sounds like I'll live in a single dad apartment. (laughs) Oh, so I have a kid with her now, too? (laughs) Perfect. Zach can retire now. He's happy. That's all he needed. Uh, Fuck. Uh, All right. So our fifth match was the tournament final to determine the new NXT Women's Champion. That's real. Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria. I thought this was a good match. This this crowd was so, so pro-Tiffany. Wasn't even funny. Anytime I, Lyra tried to do anything offensive, the crowd booed the absolute <laughs> shit out of her. It was... I felt Rico. bad. I felt bad. Um, but there were some spots too towards the end. I thought Lara was actually going to get this, get the win, and the crowd was just not having it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I like no, how she no, did. no, anything she tried, they just booed the shit out of it. Um, and then being able to see Tiffany Stratton's moonsault in like real life, I thought time like froze during like the TV, like they were slowing it down. No, this woman is majestic coming off that top rope, and she's just like flying in the air so softly. And then just bam, like perfect <laughs> precision every time. I'm like, how does she do this? Holy she's shit. She's got a better moon from the fucking shower flare. Yeah, that's my hot take. She, she does. No, but, I agree with you on that. It's beautiful. You. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I like how um she hit the move and she was going for the pen and people were like, no, no, no. And then she gets the rope and was like, 
when uh when lyra hit her i think it was the spinning heel kick the caca kick yeah the caca kick yes when when <laughs> tiffany landed on the ground i actually audibly went roll tiffany roll towards the ropes i didn't want to lose either a friend of mine was like hey look it's bird lady versus barbie i'm like oh. no he made that in the funny way that like he's like i kind of felt bad for saying that. i'm like no I mean, all other podcasts I listen to fucking call her Bird Lady. It's fine. That's true. That's true. But I mean, come on. You, could, I mean, the jokes are right there. I know. I know. I know. I like. I think she's watching a lot of Japan Kenny Omega because she does the You Can't Escape and it does the moonsault. I'm like, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> that moonsault though, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, By the way, spoiler for women's title matches. Second match of the weekend for women's title matches. Agreed. Agreed. So our main event, Carmelo Hayes defending his title against the heel Braun Breaker. I thought this was a really good match, too. Uh, obviously, Carmelo well over with the crowd. Obviously, again, being the hometown kid. Um, fantastic ending to this pay-per-view. Carmelo gets the win, retains his title. Crowd goes home happy. Oh, happy day. Everything is good. So I haven't heard from John this whole time. So, John, what do you think of this match? I don't know. I didn't watch this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't watch. He only watched nine chances. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll take John. Anybody spot. else? All right. I'll take John Spot. It was better than Stan delivered. Scott's just rubbing it in that he was at this show and nobody oh, else was. I wasn't was. trying to. I legitimately forgot that he didn't watch. This he only watched nine chances. Good job, Stan. Oh. <laughs> Alright, Ethan, go ahead. Oh, way better than fucking stand deliver. I like that middle rope spear. I actually thought Braun. I was like, spoiler, Sack was the one who picked Braun. I'm like, oh no, I cannot let Sack win this. No. <laughs> and then Carmel kicked that. I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> I can't let have Sack already beat me at WrestleMania predictions. I can't let him Almost win. Almost had it. <laughs> you did though. I will give you that because when Carmel's brainboard and Braun speared beautiful, by the way. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Get, get. And it was so quick, too. Like, it's like he came out of a shotgun. Like, he just, bam, hit him so hard. I was like, holy shit. Blank game, that kind of thing. It's insane. I what? do like the heel persona and look of, of Braun. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do. I liked his uh, mask. Like, the dot. It kind of reminded me of, well, Sam could testify this. Reminds me of Shingo with his um dragon mask. Yep. That's what, that, it was cool. Like, I was like, when Braun came, I'm like, okay, that mass is pretty cool. But Chango's is better. <laughs> I don't know who said it. So I was tr- I watched like half of the go home for NXT last week. Oh yeah, you take it. It's gone that. <laughs> um I watched like half of it because I didn't I go into the weekend and whatnot. But um I think Zach might have said it. And I'm listening to his promo and I'm like, holy shit, he's a Steiner. Like he sounds like that promo. I'm yep. like, man, this game, shoot the kid to the moon. Yep. All I needed was some math. It would have been a perfect Scott Steiner. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> Spells trouble for you at sacrifice. Wait, wait. <laughs> I just want NXT to have sacrifice one time. One time with Braun still there. It won't happen, obviously, because they didn't. With a 33.3% chance. <laughs> that's right. Do a triple threat there. That's, a, that, that's perfect. Make a triple threat. <laughs> By the way, before Bronk gets caught in the main roster, can I see him and Elia? Okay. 
Scott, okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. am I getting the wheel spinning, Scott? Okay, okay, yeah, I'd be all, I'd be all for that. And die, um, you know what? Throw die jack in there, fuck right? It. <laughs> well, yeah, if you do a triple threat, that'd be great. But you Whoever, could do, you could do Elia. Well, uh, well, I mean, uh, I, I would always never be opposed to a tournament because you know, <laughs> winner gets up to the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, you could do it the other way, like loser leaves NXT match. There you go. The perfect that, that way to, to send somebody out and. I mean, honestly, I'd be I'd be perfectly content with either one of those two getting called up. So I think Sean said on his media call, I think he said it that Dijak's gonna be called up like back up soon. Good, good. I think that's good. Put him on SmackDown. Don't let him run. Let him run. Let him run. Run. Uh, run the whole place. Oh, him and Sheamus. Oh, please. Oh please. my God. <laughs> God. I mean, anything's better than T Bar. So I'm very happy. T Bag. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody called him on the internet. Christ. Uh, hey, actually, I think, we have, to, I think we have to blame Kenny Omega for that one, because I think for a while Dijak was going, was shooting, <laughs> shooting his mouth a little more than he should have, and I think uh, Kenny called him out for it. So it turned, <laughs> it, it turned out, it, it turned into something interesting on the internet that yeah, probably shouldn't have happened. But and then called Shane Hayes uh, slap dick. Oh Jesus! I was like, oh my god, I blame Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> All right, well that's enough of me yapping. So I'll tag in Sam. We can talk about double or nothing. Double or nothing. John's going to look forward to this because I got a lot of things to say about me too, Sam. Me too. Me too. Teach me too. (laughs) So, and I'm going to keep it brief, Ethan. We're going to keep it brief. We're going to kind of do the highlights on this one. So we're going to start off. We had the uh, the pre-show match. The Hardys and Hook took on defeated Ethan Page and the Guns, and if Uh, they won, Matt Hardy took over the ownership of Ethan Page's contract. I walked away for one reason or another during this because I had to go grab something. Oh, you know what it was? It has to do with the numbers because I want to start calculating the numbers. This is when I texted you, Scott. Oh, okay. Because uh, I had seen a tweet and I'm like, I got to start calculating these for myself. I got to be greedy now. <laughs> but I walked away and I didn't even bother retweeting what the result was. I was kind of like, it is wild in 2023 that we have the Hardy Boys wrestling. They're on a pre-show, and I gave like two shits less about this match. Yep. Sam, Sam, we all did. Yep. We all did. Come on. So I don't even want to get into it because it was just it was like, okay, cool. But the opening Thanks. match, and John was so excited for this. <laughs> we opened up with Orange Cassidy. <laughs> we and, called uh, that too. We called that. The AEW International Championship 21-man Blackjack Battle Royale. Um this was okay. The last like Five minutes with him, Swerve, and Big Bill was actually really good. I think the crowd got into it. And but Patrick I'll, I'll say, and Ethan, Zach, you can give me your feedback on this, but obviously they let everyone come in like during the pre-show and then they kicked it off, did the whatever, and then they rung the bell and I thought this might have been the sloppiest battle royale I've seen in a long time because half, not, not even like everybody, they all started on the outside. Not even like two people, but like half the roster stayed out of the ring. Thank you. Half the roster stayed out. So even Ashley's watching, she goes, who's who's in? I go, I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, ooh, and then people ooh. were coming in, but then they were going. It was hard to follow. Yes. So, but then once we get down to Bill, Swerve, and Orange, it felt a lot better. Like it was just, it felt like it finally fell into place. Ethan, Zach, your thoughts on this? I think Ethan has thing. thoughts. <laughs> yes, I do. Has some Finnegar Ethan's coming out right now. Uh, this battle royal was ass, wet ass. Official like, rating 
ass. <laughs> okay, I'll be. I gave it so the, I gave it a six out of ten just for the last like oh, Sam's at the last few minutes. Yes, I know I was being friendly, John, but I only gave it for the last few minutes. But like it was funny. Like Commander was on the ropes and he re- did his rope walk and went on Bill Moriarty, and then the commentary is like he's not out because he didn't officially enter. He's on the fucking ropes. And then Jay White's like, yeah, fuck you, you're out. And then uh, I like the Final Four Pentagon in there. And then I like when Cassie kicked, just lazy kicks trickling off the apron. I'm like, oh, it should have been a one-on-one match between him and uh, Strickland. Or Big Bill. Yeah, it's it's tough. You don't, It's not like a Royal Rumble. They didn't have time to enter one at a time, have time in between. Well, they can see and it's hard to have that many people starting in the ring at once. So I get the idea, like have some people start battling outside of the ring, but yeah, it was, it was too many people outside of the ring. And then once people start getting eliminated, you have no idea what's going on. So it was, it got too confusing, but you get the idea they were going for there. Didn't work. Yeah. Didn't, didn't work. Would not, would not suggest them to do it again, but again, it's wild because the last four, guys in the ring then it became it was like okay i'm i'm here now you got my attention um if next it was up, four, right, that would have been cool what like the, fi- the final four that was in the ring pentagon bill swerve and orange mm-hmm. i would have i probably would have gave that a higher mm-hmm. rating but with the get everybody on the fucking raw everybody on the roster get their spot in the match they could have done something like they do with the kopw when they do the battle royale was it wrestle kingdom first night to have the battle royale yeah. the last four people in that match Go, go to the like following night, and now they have an actual match for that KOPW championship over New Japan. So you get a battle royale, but then the last couple of people who you want to see wrestle can now have a match together. I like that. It's a yeah. it's a cool premise. They, they do that, Scott, in New Japan. Like, with the final... They've been doing it since the KOPW title, where, like, saves the last four, they go to the next night, but AEW's case, they'll have to do it Dynamite. But anyway, I thought the battle royale was ass. That's for the last few minutes. Um... Following that, we had, first of all, I can't believe this was this high on the card. Second of all, to me, this was the biggest disappointment of the night. This shouldn't have been an unsanctioned match. Um, Adam Cole defeated Chris Jericho by referee stoppage for this unsanctioned match. What? (laughs) Yeah, it was... Who was was the referee? Aubrey. Of course. John, it's a Jericho match. You know who's going to be his ref? It's Aubrey. It's like, okay, let's keep in mind Sabu was supposed to be the special enforcer. Within a minute, he flipped onto a table on Angelo Parker and Maminard. Yeah. Yeah. Took him out and then he never saw them again. Yeah, that was was weird. Right? Um, This on paper had this been a one on one, take out the unsanctioned part. And yeah, Adam Cole won and you'd be like, oh, yeah. This this is one where it should have down the road they should have done an unsanctioned match. Let them have their one on one first. Exactly. Here's what I'll say really quick. Even though I didn't watch this, but this is a thing AEW keeps doing now. Not way too not many hardcore every, matches. Well, not every match has to have a stipulation. Mm-hmm. Like they follow this. Like they, like they, they just play it safe and like they. Like, do they not trust these wrestlers to just have a match? Wrestle? Like, just, yeah, exactly. Like, they'd have to have, all, like, either on this card, we have this unsanctioned match. We have a ladder match. We have a, a battle royale. We have, you know. Open house like, rules match, too. Anarchy yeah, in the open arena. open house rules. Anarchy in the arena. Anarchy yeah. in the arena. It's like, 
extreme rules like me and Sam like, keep joking. Not half the card doesn't have to have a stipulation. Like this unsanctioned match, like yeah, it probably it probably didn't deliver because I mean there wasn't really a lot of time left. I mean, built up for it either. Like one week we saw Adam Cole quickly handcuffed to the ropes or whatever. And then a few weeks later, they're having this unsanctioned match. And that's something I think this whole show suffered from because, and you know what? It's not like it's revolution was good. That was a pretty good Mm pay-per-view. And then they had from January, February to May to build this up. And I swear it wasn't until the middle of April. They're like, we should probably build for this. That's outside of the pillars match, which is kind of frustrating because we scrutinized WWE for doing that a-, a years ago when Scott and I started talking this. It'd be like, okay, we got this pay per view, and in two weeks we got another pay per view we got to build up for. And it's yeah. like this; it wasn't even fun. Yeah. Like there was nothing; there was no investment. And mm-hmm. had we been recording during that time period, I at some point I would have looked at Scott and go, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this anymore." Like, but biggest disappointment of the night, and it's a little frustrating yeah. to say that coming. From Adam Cole's, you know. right? Because like, don't get me wrong, I like both men, but like, oh, like Jesus, like I was like, oh, okay, this might be an excellent. I was even shocked too when because uh, I was talking to you saying about I'm like, is this really the second match? And you're like, yeah, because I don't care if I get spoiled or not, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Why is this like first three matches? But like, honestly, it was the, in the Vegas crowd did not give a fuck once. Yeah, keep in mind that the crowd was pretty lively towards the end of end of the battle royale yeah but then after that from there until about we'll even say the seventh match they started to come into play here wow. so adam cole chris jericho dud following that we had the aw world tag team championship F- F- ftr defeating jeff jarrett and jay lethal i again this was another one where i was just like Okay, cool. Like the, the the crowd was dead. Oh. They were dead for FT. Like it blew my mind. It wasn't the even when they came out, they were lukewarm. And you're like, I, I'm just the only positive in it before I let Zach and Ethan give their thoughts here. The only thing, John, you would have liked about this is Karen Jarrett smashed the guitar over Aubrey Edwards' head. I did see that. Yeah, that was I was like, oh, and then Karen, and then Karen fell. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was, of you when that happened. I was like, oh, Aubrey actually <laughs> took a took a spot here. I was all right. And John proceeded to watch it a hundred more times. <laughs> I did replay it. Well, well, that's just because the way Instagram works. It had nothing that's for to blocking do with, me. You asked. It had it, it had nothing to do with me wanting to repeatedly watch it. Oh, is that why it has ten million views on Instagram? Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, Ethan, Zach, I don't know. What are your thoughts here on this one? Zach, you want to go first? You want, oh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I mean, not, not much, really. I mean, I, yeah, it was just fine. Um, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's wife got by far the biggest reaction out of this match. So um, maybe that tells the story right there. Oh, my God. Did it really have to go 20 fucking minutes? That was another thing, too, guys. Let's keep in mind. There was – I'm going to run the match times at the moment. We have 15 minutes, 10 seconds for the pre-show. We had 22 minutes and 25 seconds for the Battle Royale. Gratefully so. Adam Cole and Chris Jericho was 17 minutes flat. This match was 20 minutes flat. Why? That should have been like 10 minutes. Like The next one, and we're going to jump right into it, guys. Just go. Um, I'm going to I'm getting pissed off talking about this match. <laughs> Wardlow defeated Christian Cage in the ladder match. 17 minutes, 10 seconds. I will say this was, I didn't think this one was bad. 
per se. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. But this is where I realized I think the crowd was the problem. Because there's a point in this match, and Zach and Ethan, you probably saw this, where they're on, they're outside the ring and Wardlow's clamped the big ladder. And he's standing on top of it with Christian on the four tables that are just like laid out flat. And he's on top like this. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, because I got off the couch. That was one of those, oh, he's going to jump on the table. Jeff Hardy moment, yeah. Crowd couldn't give two shits about what was going on. Well, and do you understand how big of a man this is that's that high in the air doing well, did he, this? Then he, then he like, did, did you guys pick up on that? Yeah. Did you guys pick? Okay. I did. No, don't worry. But it was like, <laughs> honestly, I was a spoiler. This was one of the top three matches for me on the show. But I like how um, Morlo did the Jeff Hardy spot to Lucha over the two tables. And then Christian does the fifth man for WrestleMania 19. He's just like, just sneakily comes. And he's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, you know what? I, if he wins, I will be happy to take the loss. And then war, and then because honestly, the TNT toss off the table title, but honestly, one of my favorite matches of the show. But this crowd fucking sucked. I'm sorry. If you were there, you were ashamed. Oh. Be ashamed. Be very ashamed. Did you guys see the video of this fan watching? Literally, he had his phone and he put it here and watched Battleground. Yes, I saw oh. that. I, I think like, I sent that wow. in the group chat. I think no, it's like no work because I I was looking on Twitter and uh, I seen well, that and people were some people were laughing and people were kind of giving him shit. I think like jokingly kind of giving him shit and our people were like, "Why are you there?" I'm like, "Guys, come well, on, just leave him the fuck alone." Well, also camera side of the event was practically empty. Yeah, yeah, they barely like, had eleven thousand people. Brian yeah, Alvarez like they took a picture and half the crowd like on the opposite side, like facing the cam, so it was empty. Like John well, said, like well, like people take pictures on Twitter, like of events and stuff like that. Oh, look, look how many people are not at this event, and like it's subject because it's like, all right, when did you take the picture? Did you take it like right when you walked in when nobody was there? Right. But yeah, I, I believe I believe this is something where you know it was well into the pay per view that this happened, and there was nobody, there was nobody camera side. Like, I, <sighs> so so two things about this. First and foremost. Again, they booked it way too late. They booked the show way too late into the month mm-hmm. of April. Mm-hmm. Second of all, this is why Ethan and I were starting to talk about you need to move out of Vegas because it's <laughs> one thing for us to go, hey, I'm going to go to Philadelphia or hey, I'm going to go to you know Denver or I'm going to go to Houston to go see a show. If we wanted to go to Vegas on Friday to go see this pay-per-view, get fucked. It's not happening. I, you know quickly. what? I love being a wrestling fan, but I would I probably would have left halfway through the show, honestly, to be brutally well, honest. Really quick, I mean, it really brings into question the the state of AEW right now because they're doing extremely well going into this market that they haven't gone into yet with uh all in at uh Wembley Stadium. You know, they're close to, they're selling a lot of tickets there, and yet here they can't they can't sell a ten thousand seat arena here. It's something it's not the hot new thing anymore because they've been there and, so many them and Vegas. sorry john i mean to cut you off buddy but like they've been yeah. to chicago way too many times they've been in nevada way too many fucking times like even up here in canada where i'm what i've seen for collision for the hamilton stuff barely not like 30 percent sold wow really that low and i wish i was kidding yeah. but i'm really not yeah. i wish i was yeah. fucking kidding but i'm not wow. 30%. I'm surprised with a Canadian fan base. Not like Dynamite, Dynamite's doing good. Dynamite's doing good. 
but the collision, the first couple, like the one for the Calgary show, is doing the best out of the out that one in Toronto. Yeah. Sorry. Do you think they're waiting uh, to see if, like, maybe if Punk shows up on the first show before they Possibly. start buying tickets? Maybe. Okay. Again, think, sorry, John, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off, buddy. No, no, that's I fine. Am- and I mean. we're getting off topic here from the pay-per-view a little bit. And I mean, CM Punk is, unfortunately, he's not a miracle worker. He will bring in a lot of fans, you know, for the, for this upcoming new Saturday night show they have, but they, I think this pay-per-view kind of shows an example too, that there's things that they have to change Mm -hmm. and have to improve on. What do you think of this before we, uh, came back to the ladder match? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just the, the one thing like when luchasaurus did come out i did get a little worried that what scott said was going to happen was going to happen that luchasaurus would come out destroy wardlow and that would leave christian the opening to just climb the ladder and grab it but it was just kind of weird he came luchasaurus came out and was just kind of watching wardlow mostly and like oh please don't do that to christian he didn't he, like what would stop him from just going in and and then destroying bitter. Wardlow right away. And he was just kind of watching for a while, didn't do a whole so um I thought just that that part was just kind of <sighs> weird how they how they did it. I, I could see I could have easily seen, you know, what Scott predicted could have happened, but um it was it was weird the way it played out. And then Nar bit him and then had fake blood. Thank you for reminding me of that. That was so weird. That was stupid. Arn bit his thumb and they did I don't know, it was like blood capsule that Arn had or something was like too too filled it would look like way too much blood and like was luchasaurus supposed to lose his entire thumb like he was holding yeah. it up and it was red i couldn't tell what they were even going for that was yeah, stupid that was nonsense i was like did he actually because i thought he was actually bleeding for a second right and then i was like then i looked again i'm like oh he got a fucking um like you said those blood um Arn had so much blood coming out of his mouth it was blood, like yeah what are you saying he bit off the man's entire thumb? I don't know. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. Well, how this match goes, Sam? <laughs> this one, this one, I can't blame the competitors. No, but, but Tony Storm obviously is the new uh, EW Women's World Championship. Oh. Um, a little weird that this, this, and again, maybe it had to do with Tony's and I mean uh, Jamie's injury. But this is way further up the card from the TBS title. Um, this one I can't. I mean, it was. I mean, t- you Jamie was hurt. You could see it, and they had to just make it quick. Like I did. Any, did any of us know about this injury prior? Yeah, yeah. Sean Rice have reported it. We did. I yeah. I had no clue. Like yeah. she's been she's been kind of off TV for the last few weeks now, and when. When you just disappear and people just forget about you, like that's that's not good for your book. Arm and back, <laughs> I think. Was the I think the arm is sore, and I think the back's legit. So if I knew if I knew she was injured, I wouldn't have picked her. But I I I had no idea. They should have released the injury report. Jamie Hader questionable. Yeah, and, and well, I haven't seen I hadn't seen her on TV either, so it wasn't like she was like wearing a sling or I, I not that I know of or anything or not that I noticed. But so it's like I, I didn't even know that. To be honest, John, I knew she was injured. I picked Hater, but I didn't know the severity of the injury until this match happened. Right. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, she probably had like dislocated something. It'll be a quick match. She'll retain her title and we'll move on. But it must be this bad. For it, I just don't have anything to say about this one. 
because of the injury, yeah. because of things in play. It's not their fault. But it was also like, uh, you probably could have done it better. Everybody, I, I seen well, a video on Twitter before I move on. I guess people were like legit booing the whole match. And then some people actually I, left because of the result. I, I think it's very much the fault of Tony Khan and whoever was booking uh, Hater's title run here. Because, you know, people are really behind her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, she's a decent worker. Um, they had the chance with the, what could have been a great, you know, uh, matchup between her and her her friend Dr. Britt Baker. You know there could have been there could have been a heel turn there by Britt Baker, and we probably would have ate it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they decided not to do that, and you know she, she was on TV of, less than all the other women. She kind of she went under the radar. She got hurt without she's half of us even knowing about it, and her title run might end up being forgettable. It doesn't help that it took. They play her theme twice in a Dale cast. Like, let's just beat her up some more. It's like, oh my God, can we move on from this feud? No, I think we will after this. I fucking hope so. But no, the you don't think she'll just, when, when is the Wembley show? You don't think she could get healthy and win it back at Wembley? I can see, I can see that. I, I go with Zach on that one. Oh, possible. that wouldn't be a bad. If they go that route, I don't think this would be in vain. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you look back prior to the media scrum. You look back at CM Punk getting squashed by John Moxley on yeah. what Dynamite, I think. Yes. And then you look, you know, you look back at it now, free post media scrum, and be like, you know what? I think that played out pretty well because his little Chihuahua there decided to, uh, you know, gave his pep talk the following week. Oh, you, you're gonna fucking go out there. You're gonna win that fucking da 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 da. And it played out that what they did in that two weeks, two, three weeks was the, was booked and done really well. And you got plenty of time for that. So if they, she can get healthy prior to that, I think this could work on the long run for her, especially going into Wembley Stadium. My only counterpoint to that is <clears throat> what if it's Brit that decides that she wants to try to take the title for Jamie? Ooh. And then, Ooh. then, then we can have the yeah. spin with the heel yes. turn. You keep talking, sir. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, I, I like just, what this guy's saying. We were, I, we, yeah, you guys are talking, making great points. And I'm just like, wait a minute. This might be the perfect time for Britt to try to step back into the limelight, take the title. Jamie comes back from injury, and then we'll have like a, a exhibition match between the two. And Britt will do something heinous, turn heel again. And then here we go, right into all out or whatever. Um, I think full gear is the next one, right? I believe. After all, all in, out, all out, all in, all, all out, all in. After that, like the next one, after all that. in, all out, and then full gear. There it we go. is full gear. Okay, yeah. So that just came to my brain now. So I would not be upset with that. Uh, obviously, we know Mr. Zach wouldn't be upset with that whatsoever. So we'll see. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So following that, we had this was the last match, and I'm glad that we stuck to eleven. I got to give him credit. We haven't had a pay-per-view on besides this past revolution which was nine matches <laughs> due to the iron man match yeah. we haven't had a aw pay-per-view under 10 matches since revolution 21 oh so it's been a bit that's crazy yeah um but this one got added and i'm glad we stuck at 11 11 it felt good it felt good with for what we were going with. well what about yeah 
Um, so House of Black open open challenge. It's supposed to be an open house rules, but I don't know if there are any rules added. Honestly, no. The acclaim throughout the open the dealer's choice rule because basically it's no rope count. They do the new Japan with the twenty count and then no rope break. So the acclaim basically said, "Fuck the dealer's choice. We're just gonna beat your ass." Yeah. So acclaim comes out. They have this. You know, this is where the crowd. I don't know what the hell happened between match two and match seven because. Uh-huh. The moment the Acclaim's music kicked in, which again, by this point, I'm like, why weren't they in this card? Boom. You know, Max Caster comes out. He makes the comment about Buddy Murphy cucking to Dominic. Fucking lost it. But this match, it wasn't, again, this wasn't like great, but this was, this is where the card started to pick up. This is where you're like, okay, I'm going, this is going to be fun. This is a good match. And especially the Acclaim coming out and being strong and they were, Put as equals, you still had House of Black, House Always Wins. So, Ethan, Zach, what do you guys think about this one here? I I enjoyed it. I like how uh, Billy Gunn was going up to Brody, and he's like, fuck yeah! <laughs> and like, be, basically going after him. But um, it was funny. Matt's Castro was barely in the match, I found. It was always it was either Billy or Anthony. It was ne- I didn't see Max go in there legally at all. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, no, I, the thing I remember most is Billy being the hot tag coming in and going at like Brody, like you said, and uh, hitting a couple famousers who's going buck wild. So that part Suck was it. fun. And then Bowens was pretty much getting his knee like beat up by Val kind. He'd get the ropes in the commentary. And he was like, no, no, Anthony, there's no, there's no rope breaks. <laughs> I'm like, Anthony, you accept this challenge. How did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a fun little trios match though, honestly, but it's funny because they added on Rampage literally last night. I'm like, all right, guys, I need your quick prediction. Like, who? I'm like, we all going with House of Black? And I'm like, oh, crap. Someone's got to tell Sack this. <laughs> but I figure Sack will pick House of Black, honestly. Yeah, we, we were... faked it. You know, they're retaining. Yeah. Although the acclaim should have won just after. They shouldn't have even had the match after the cut by Dominic line. Yeah, it was just dead. They were dead in the water after that. They, yep. they, they, <laughs> he did Buddy Matthews so dirty on that was, one. But it was great. Was... Even Rhea Ripley tweeted about it afterwards, which was fantastic. What did she tweet? I didn't see that tweet. Hey, Dominic. She, hey, she, at Dom Mysterio, we're over in two companies. Yeah. <laughs> Dom Dom's catching strays everywhere. I think Buddy was pit. Like, I don't know if he was legit pit. He, like, he tweeted back, yeah. And deleted. He tweeted and deleted. Because <laughs> he was... Our, I, I think I saw it was on Instagram. Somebody, somebody captured it and put it on. I was dying at work today reading that. He one. must have been fine with it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, people thought it was a shoot. I I think it's just him just sticking storyline, trying to not break kayfabe. Yeah, that ain't gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I want to kind of go through these times on this. Obviously, the uh, the women's title match was three minutes and five seconds. Uh, the House of Black, well, the trio's title was fifteen and a half minutes. How was the ladder match? Was that was like fifteen? Seventeen too. plus seventeen. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It was quick um, though. So next up, we had um, Jade Cargill take on, defeat Taya Valkyrie for the TBS Championship, which I want to tie it away. Thank witness. you, Jade. And this was actually a pretty good – I thought this was solid. I, I did too. The, yeah, I thought this was solid. I was ups- I was frustrated. I'm like, well, who's going to fucking be her? And I was losing my mind. And then Jade comes out with the microphone, and she goes, I am at 60 and all, da-da-da-da-da. Anyone wants to come and fucking beat me? More than welcome to right now. And, of course, Chris Statlander's music kicked in. And when we talk about 
you talk about like pops. This was the pop of the night. Yeah. This, nice. The crowd lost their fucking minds. Cause it was like, I, I could imagine like um, anybody who's cashed in the money. I mean, John, we've been to a money in the bank cash in when Baron Corbin did it before SummerSlam in 2017. Mm-hmm. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody cashes in the money in the bank, the crowd loses their mind. And when Chris came out, it was the same thing. And the crowd from this point on, they were great. Zach, Ethan, thoughts on all this right here? So thank you, Jay, for giving me that point. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I see. I fight it, say, and then when uh, I mean, it was way better than their dynamite match. I mean, Scott could probably testify that. Mm. But um, I I kind of figured she was gonna go sixty, you know. And then I also I'm taking another laugh because I did call Chris Statlander. I didn't know it was gonna be a dumb or nothing. I was just saying she could take in the few, and then. Mark Stern's like, all right, let's make it 61. No, and Chris, and then like Sam said, she got like one of the biggest pops. I'm like, let's go. Come on. And then, but obviously, we don't get the point because it didn't count. <laughs> that went 48 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I personally don't really love stuff like this. Like, kind of makes you forget about Taya and what she just did. And I thought she would have been good to defeat Jade and then. It, you know, it's cool to get a Statlander return and have her yeah. win the championship and I guess that makes Jade look better because she just went through this battle and now she, so the you can believe that she lost to Statlander but Statlander could beat Jade I would believe that in like a regular match when yeah. Jade is fresh so um, I don't yeah I don't know I don't personally love stuff like that Somebody like right said- after a match why is she going to have to defend her title again Right. Somebody said it was like the whole Bret Hart, Yoko Sinna, Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 9 moment. <laughs> but apparently somebody, I forget who reported, I think it was John's favorite person, Sean Ratzab, said that uh, I think she was taking time off for a little bit. So She just had a serious injury from my understanding for a while. I didn't read. Oh, did she? Didn't she have like a, it was her leg or, or there was something that. Statlander was that, that. Yeah, she was, she was off. Oh, Statlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had an ACL torn from like that, last September. Yep. August. Yeah. Because because even before this, I think Scott, John, outside of the podcast, we had talked a long time ago. We were just like, Statlander's going to be the one to beat her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like long, like a year ago. Yeah. And then she got injured. And I'm wondering if she's always was meant to beat her. Possibly. I mean, that that would be, I mean, we talked about what's going to happen with Jade now. Like, will she try to go after her the title or will she just say, screw it, I'm going after the big title? I think she's just. I think it's time for her to go for the women's title. She had that title way too long. It's time for her to go to the women's title. But does she win it on her first attempt? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Not if it's going to happen. If she's going to get a shot anytime soon, she just had a belt for so long. I feel like she's got to do other stuff for a little bit. Probably give her a little bit of a break. I think. Yeah. Somebody said they were born that she was taking. Uh, time off for a bit again a little break which is probably good let people you know not forget about her but forget about the loss a little <laughs> bit and then have her come back and yeah challenge maybe take out the champion whoever it's going to be by that time and then jade can try to go for the the main women's title yeah yeah works um this was kind of a shocker to me but then i guess after watching how this all played out it wasn't we had a double main event, which I totally missed. That was even going to happen. Um, the Four Pillars match, second to last match of the night. Um, 
almost 20 minutes long. Obviously, MJF defeated Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry pinning, because this was a point, pinning Darby Allen. Just want to make, make it clear to everyone here and who's listening, not a single one of us picked Darby Allen to take the pin. Only I did after the fact. <laughs> Because we said nobody, because nobody picked him. I said, "Watch, Darby's not going to get be the one to pay, they get pinned." And well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> this was this this I thought held up pretty well. This is exactly what I thought. You got a little bit of everything going on. Um, there were actually moments, shockingly, Ethan and Zach, you can attest to this. I it might have been because of the uh, the obviously t- um, Ty Mello and you know Sammy Guevara now expecting a child. You know, Sammy got a big, you know, they got congrats for that. But then there were moments where Sammy actually was getting a pop somewhere during this match. Yeah. You know, everyone was. This is exactly what you would have expected. They could have definitely done a little more of a build on this. um, Built them up a little more. But this is this was this was good. This is. This wasn't Ooh. subpar. This was excellent. This is one of my Ethan picks. Spoiler. It's the, these last two matches and the TNT top, or my top three matches of the show. But this one ruled. And then MJF pinned Darby with that fucking side haylock takedown. <laughs> he did it again. He did it again. Oh, that's okay. That's, oh, that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. I, know he, I saw that he won, but I didn't see how he won. But I love it. I love it. Actually, take, just to back up for a second. Didn't MJF, I think in the first promo that the four of them did together, did together said he would beat Darby with the side headlock takeover? Yeah. Because he beat him a full gear with it, too. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But that was after he getting hit with the ring. Um, but yeah, I he called his shot way back then, and none of us really picked up on it. God damn it. So, Fuck. He's a man of his word. It's of true. course, when after Scott picked made his prediction, he's like, watch Darby's getting pinned. I'm like, oh yeah. damn. Yep. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, but this was this was good. This this is like I said, the crowd was the crowd was here now. I don't know what the hell happened for like five matches, but they were here. This mismatch delivered. Um, another funny bit I want to mention here was it was MJF and Sammy were right next to each other and they were like, MJF's like, you said da, 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 da. You need the money, Sammy. You have a kid on the way. So Sammy lays down on his back with his arms. MJF went over and just before he went, goes over, I looked at Ashley, I go, small package, small package. And sure (laughs) enough, Sammy grabbed him and he did a quick small, you know, one, two kicked out, you know, little things about this match were fun. Um, I like how uh, MJF was screaming during the match. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And then he gets laid out by Darby after a monkey flip. And then he caught Sammy's foot. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. And then Jungle Boy lays over a super kick. I'm like, all right, that was funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's then- there's a lot to this match that's fun. This is one of those, John, if you go back, you'd be like, okay, well, this is, I can, you know, this is what they need to build off of. Yep. You know, I was just looking to see if I could blame something on the crowd deadage i was seeing if the vegas golden knights were playing at the same time that this pay-per-view was happening but that was <laughs> but that was not the case nope so this is solely to blame AEW for their lackluster booking <laughs> yeah in late booking mind you yes so closing out the night shit hit the fan the bcc took on and defeated the elite um, this was exactly, it was anarchy. They were all over the place. I mean, if you think about stipulations, if they, if they ever do something like this, or you do blood and guts at a pay-per-view, those should be the only stipulation match they have. This one delivered on all fronts. Some of the, sh- we don't even have a number of how many people blood here. 
I think it's like un- between three and five. Yeah, but somewhere on that. It was just all over the place. You know, at one point they took off, I think Nick or Matt's one of their Jordans threw it into the crowd and that. Yeah, they smacked his foot onto a bunch of thumbtacks on the ground. You know, just it was it was not Ethan Zach. Thoughts thoughts overall on this one? This match ruled. <laughs> I like the I like how Matt super kicked Moxley and then his shoe literally exploded and then Claudio was like, "Give me your shoe and drop." Like, yeah, who did it have to? That was a really good punt. Punting a shoe, I don't think is very easy. And that thing went far and into the crowd, I think. <laughs> Next up, Claudio's going to boot Tanahashi halfway across the ring, too. Because <laughs> he's going to Japan. Sam, me and you will talk about that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I like, uh, see, the reason what I kind of said the Elite was because, well, I'll probably just more saying tomorrow, because uh, they're going to Japan. Well, two of them are. And then you figure Mox was fucking bleeding. But like a lot, a lot of the cameramen miss a lot of stuff though. Like they miss Matt super kicking Claudio until they showed a replay, and then they miss Hangman. I think doing some. They miss a bunch of stuff. But and then Kenny Omega going all Captain America with the trash can lid. <laughs> I don't know, Zach. Did you catch that one? I, I think I missed that one. I do feel like AEW isn't isn't as good with their cameras and cutting to the right camera at the right time yeah. being on the wrong one for too long i don't know what that is they don't their producers aren't aren't as good on top of it as like people who work at eight or wwe i don't know but it, it always seems like the case with them yeah. but scott you know pretty much almost called the the ending here with don Callis getting involved and being the reason they won but um Takeshita being the one that you know really put them over that didn't we didn't see that one coming so i thought you know kenny would see don coming this time which he did but then Takeshita kind of gave the bcc the extra edge there so gave scott that one in his prediction yeah i was uh reading about that and seeing that uh, Takeshka turned on kenny and the elite i was i was pleasantly surprised uh that that Don was able to get into his ear enough to help to have him turn on on the elite as well. So, yeah, I just had a sneaking suspicion. I'm like, Don's here. They kind of do been doing stuff before the pay per view. I'm like that. I'm like he has to be involved in this match. It's, it's the only reason why I said the BCC would win this match. And to find out that I was the only one to pick them and to get that actually right, I was just like, all right, I may not have done so well this weekend, but that is a pat on the back to myself on that one. And the my question, showed up. my question I have is, how was the live? How was the live version of Wild Thing? Oh, everybody was trashing him because he looked like he was well, black facing. Well, that and by by apparently it was by the band called Violent Idols, whoever the heck that is. <laughs> like, why didn't they just get uh like the band X to come out? They're active. Like they do the they do the the rendition that Moxley currently uses now. I don't know why they did that. And also they one... played it like 50 times oh in a row, God. which got old kind of quick and was just <laughs> kind of weird that they're and continuing the to play while the these singer. guys are having a brutal match. It was the Unbox super kicked the singer and every time when the Vegas crowd woke up, they're like, thank you. <laughs> I, just, I just remember that one time Moxley, they used the, they used the Trogs version of the song. <laughs> he said, coming on an episode of Dynamite, all he is, wild thing. 
I'm glad they switched. I'm glad they switched over to the X one. Oh. Uh, but still, but yeah, I don't know who the hell Violent Idols is, and I and maybe they did deserve that super kick. Uh, I've never, I've never heard of them. Um, I haven't. You either. and I are. John, you and I are very heavily involved with uh, metal music. Yeah, right. really weird. So to, to to clarify, I'm looking at this. This guy does. It's a mask. It's really it's, a mask. It's like the Corey Taylor like milk carton mask from like the uh, We Are Not Your Kind cycle from Slipknot, except it's black. Yeah, and then like his like <laughs> lips are all painted black. So I could look. I'm not gonna give him slack for that. Because I'm like, look, I'm looking at it. It's a mask. It just look. It doesn't look right. It it was definitely something that they should have probably talked ahead of time, like you do across the board, where you just like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and like, why don't you like go like gray or something, or like a dark blue? Well, dark blue is probably pushing it. Or too. have a pattern on there, something like a white stripes or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. It's just it was weird, but um. Aside from that, that was probably the worst part about the match, I would say. Um, and like I said, like I said originally, um, everything from the beginning to match seven, excluding the final four of the the battle royale, I need claim. Well, that's what I meant. Match seven went on House of Black down. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, House of Black claimed down. Like it was, it was like it wasn't. To me, this was probably the weakest pay per view that they've had since all of 2020. Mm, it's yeah, second worst um, for me, honestly. Worst double or, or nothing so far of the five they've done. Yeah, I'd say the worst double or nothing. Um, and I'm kind of curious where you go from this, especially since um, you know, Forbidden Door is like a month away, not even. And the only things we have announced are the two um, the two Owen Hart uh, we're gonna have Owen Hart Cup Owen Hart I've, Cup matches at Forbidden Door, yeah. And then at Dominion, we're gonna find out who the who the con- number one contender is for against Kenny for the U.S. title for the Osprey. U.S. title. <laughs> it's gonna be Osprey. We know it. Wait, it's um, gonna be Osprey. Ethan, if you had to, if you, what do you say? Six out of ten, five out of ten. What's six. the rate of the? Yes, Ethan rates a six out of ten. The only three matches I check out is the TNT ladder match and the last two matches. Honestly, skip everything else. And check out the last few minutes of the Battle Royal. But under that, it's awesome. this is skippable. To be brutally mm-hmm. honest. This is wow. skippable. No, Scott, I wish... I hate being negative on pay-per-views, but sometimes you had... And I, I was talking the same with this. They gotta get out of phase. They gotta go to Atlantic City or something. I think Atlantic City would be great because you can yeah. you can, you can can keep it with the same... Um, concept. Yeah, the same concept, but just in a different city. And, and I'm sure Atlantic City would love to have a big event back there i mean they used to have big events way back in the day with um but they had rampage and gcw's there all the time too but still, yeah not the blind but uh, i mean hey i mean throw them in there for that that'd be fine i mean i'm trying to think if there's any really any other big maybe reno but i'm trying to think of what else but that's even nevada still you could you could go to any any important anyway with a casino True. now if that's what you're going for go to fucking uncasville where Mohegan Sun. I was gonna say I was just thinking Mohegan Sun. That'd be great. I will fly up for that. We can right? have a whole weekend together. Absolutely. Would you like to know the top five casino cities of the yes, United sir. States? Yes, sir. Statman Stat of the Night. <laughs> All right, Statman Stat of the Night. So the potential locations for <laughs> double or nothings in the future. Well, Las Vegas, they've we know they've outdone that. That's why we're doing this. 
Number two, Atlantic City. Wow. Number three, Reno, Nevada. <laughs> so Reno would be a good one, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number <laughs> number four, imagine, uh, can anybody imagine this? Tunica, Mississippi. What? Maybe. Is that one of those riverboat casinos? Yeah. Is that uh, next to the Mississippi River? It has to be, yeah. And then imagine number them. five. Number five, I don't. They they do this to death anyway. So Chicago. Oh, oh my God, no! <laughs> they gotta stay away from Chicago. I'm sorry, they yeah. really do. Of course. Do you, do you know this is gonna be one? Oh, one kind of go off this. Mohegan Sun is actually the second largest casino in the country. I believe it. By square footage, I can believe that. Yeah, the largest isn't even in um in Vegas. The largest is in Oklahoma. So that makes sense. You Not could go nowhere. You could go anywhere with a casino and relocate that. That's kind of what our point was. Yeah. Vegas was fun. Wow, but... you're right, Sam. That's true. John looked it up to make sure. <laughs> no, I did. No, the number one casino is Windstar World Resort Casino and Resort in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Thackerville. What and then number two, what number two is Mohegan. Man. Number two is Mohegan Sun in uh, Uncasville, Connecticut. And number three is Foxwoods. Yes. Nice. All you right. So you do it double or nothing at Sam's place. If All right, double or nothing, <laughs> Mohegan Sun. Actually, Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel in Tampa, Florida is number five. There you go. So, boom, everyone, we're making a trip uh, to Tampa. Well, you're making a trip to Tampa. Well, there you go. So that I was the... my, I gotta get my passport, but yeah, I'll be up there. <laughs> get that going, Ethan. Um, so we're gonna make this, we're gonna summarize, you know, crazy weekend, a lot of good shit, a lot of things that need to be worked on. However, Let's let's get right into the final piece of the song. So my lights are all dimmed, and this is perfect. <laughs> so I was kind of following the results throughout the weekend, and there was like two results I had seen where I was – you want to talk about taking risks. You want to talk about taking risks. There was a couple of results that came in, and I'm like – the first night I did it too, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was the only one who picked that. Okay, okay. Second match, something like that happened. Oh, interesting, interesting. So then Battleground happened, and we're getting into double or nothing. And I have to look at all the numbers. And I'm because Scott, I think it was um the the second match of the night. And I'm like, okay, let me look at the spreadsheet. All right, let me do the numbers. So we're gonna go by night here by show. All right. So tied for second. For United Champions, Scott, Mr. Zach, John the Statman, and Ethan. And yours truly, who did not watch United Champions. Walked over at six points. Boo. Boo. Oh, Wait a minute, guys. Uh, don't worry. It gets better. I know. Right? God damn it. It gets better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, can you just quickly write these? Oh. Scott, there was a reason why I was texting you that. Yeah, I know you were. Oh, so, God. I couldn't believe the battleground one either, to be honest with you, because I was keeping track too, just to be safe. I legit in the middle in the middle of battleground, I took out my phone and I went on the Google Drive to look at this because you were talking about it, and I'm just like, I swear to God, I swear to God. And then when I saw the numbers, I was like, I almost, <laughs> I turned to Scott, the I was and phone. I'm just like, you're gonna love, love this post show. <laughs> So time for second is Scott, Mr. Zach, John the Statman, and Ethan for four points. With once again, yours truly, not watching Battleground and winning with six. Mm. 
Uh... Now, the one <laughs> show that I did watch, I did not win. <laughs> I want to clarify that. <laughs> so let me i'm gonna run these through quickly we were we had we had a, a stipulation on blood which we still are gonna have to look back we're gonna have to pull some like i said some bush gore 2000 election <laughs> uh bullshit but, here but honestly though like looking at what it possibly could have been it wouldn't affect who won this night yeah so let me just do this too so coming in last with five well five that'd be fifth John the Statman tied for third. Myself and Scott with six. And blood or not, tied for first here is Mr. Zach and Ethan. So even with multiple bonus points, yeah, we couldn't get either of those. So stuck well, with the, a... Well, the four-way we all got wrong because it was Darby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> So see anyone's game, guys. And guess what? In a month, we have Forbidden Door. Yep. Well, And then, and then what? Like a couple of weeks after that, it's Money in the, the Bank. So the points are going to come fast and furious this season, and I and I love that. So yeah, I'm already in an 0-2 hole. Well, that sucks, but it's all right. Yeah, season's still young. Got plenty of time to, to, to pull back into the lead. Um. So I feel bad that both well. myself and 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 John the Statman didn't get anything out of this weekend, but that's okay. It is what it is. We've seen uh, a lot but... can change over the course of a season. That's like very how, true. I like how Sam, who didn't watch NXT, was like he even called it too on the pre preview show. He's like, "Man, if the two NXT watchers don't win this, that's gonna be sad." Yep. I mean, this just this just continues the trend that's been happening for the the five years. Know. The five years that we've been doing. Better media and then above the ring. Sam doesn't watch the WWE product and he still beats me every goddamn time. I blame <laughs> the Creed Brothers and no one and Dragon Leave for me. <laughs> Imagine being as good as me. Oh, oh all, right, all, right, all right. Listen, listen, listen. You have a and one point that, ladies lead. and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to um you can follow us on Twitter as the SB official Scott is Scotty J stream Ethan as wrestling <laughs> underscore Ethan underscore nine. Did I do that right? No, you fucked up. <laughs> I didn't have it in front of me. No wrestling underscore fan underscore nine. You were close. I'll give I'm you that. Close. One. I'm getting there. <laughs> You're getting there, buddy. <laughs> Zach as Mr. Zach. Ship it, Mr. Zach. Yeah, I didn't yep. have it in front of me. Um, you can follow <laughs> us on above the um on Twitter as above the ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as above the ring as well. Um, make sure any streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Ship It Stews and Above the Ring is a podcast of your choosing, why they should listen to us as well. The season's kicked off. Uh, East Coast Excursion Weekend is all set. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.